Riverside. Just like that, we are back, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, live from Lancaster and Lidditz, Pennsylvania. It's the Fourth and One Podcast. With, of course, as always, Fancy Trash Can, a.k.a. Self-Nickname, a.k.a. Desk Chair. Desk sitting, Chair? Sitting next to, as always, Captain Boring himself, Mr. 10-Minute Sports Episode thingy-mabobber, Micaiah, what's going on? What is happening, everybody? Welcome. Thank you for listening to another rendition of... 60 minutes of the most garbage sound you will hear. I mean, there are worse things than hearing our voices. It's more of sure. Yes. There are uh, toddlers screaming for one. Um, That is the babies crying. Mm. You know, Um, there are things, you know, specifically designed to the human ear to, to, you know, make them annoying. Are we the worst podcast ever to listen to for 60 minutes? I guess that would be the other question. No. No. There are other ones much worse than ours uh, there are, somehow. All right. All right. At least we have pro audio from from a most, you know, from a for most part. I mean, don't worry guys, we know our production value isn't the greatest. Oh, for sure. For sure. I mean, but, our our production value is the bare minimum. But as all of, of all the podcasts that started in 2020, that have continued were probably, you know, B minus as far as, you know, value goes, I guess. I don't know. We, we aren't terrible. And I feel like we bring some pretty good information. Like we are a, a very specific niche of the yeah. sports world. But uh, if, if you like that niche of the sports world, you got to come. You got to come listen. I mean, we have fun and we do it. Because we have fun. Speaking of people who had fun, Stetson Bennett had fun. <laughs> That's all he had. It, it came to light, and this is coming from, uh, this is one is from Barstool from 10.30 a.m. two days ago. Here's one from Outkick, and I think there was, I found one from, I don't even know. Um, apparently in the, how long was it? Seven and a half? Uh, it was seven years. It was seven years. Seven Sorry. years. 25-year-old. For those of you keeping score the same age I am, hello. Uh, newly drafted quarterback for the San Diego Los Angeles Rams. Wrong one. I had to remember yep, there for there a quick. There you go. Yep. Um, and they're not the San Diego Chargers anyway. It's the Los Angeles it's Chargers the Los as well. Los Angeles Chargers. But, you know, you're stuck in Yikes. 2007. That's fine. It's okay. I mean, they should still be in San Diego. Because it's garbage. Um. <laughs> I just made San Diego sound like garbage. Anyway, did not graduate from college. The shoe fits. Yeah, no, he didn't graduate from college. And what I think every athlete who goes to college should probably graduate from college, right? Like that's a degree helps you make money. Well, at one point in time, it helped you make money in the real world. I still think it does, but that's either here nor there. Some people would disagree with that and just be an influencer on Instagram. I was, I, I said this comment um, to someone who I work with and he, and my comment was, it's not like he's the first overall pick where he's going to be around the NFL for minimum, probably seven years, even if he doesn't hit as a backup or on an NFL roster. He, 
he's a sixth-round draft pick. He could be bounced out of this league this year. Yeah. Okay, so, so... Go ahead. And so if he's hedging his bets on the NFL, which I don't think is the case, because he knows... Like, he's, he's six foot, if even. So I, I don't know what he was thinking or doing. Or maybe he was just like, this is maybe, college. I'm living it. Maybe he's one credit away from something. Also, Micaiah, name me, and I know that there are people, mm-hmm. but name me one decent degree that college athletes actually get. Like, they're, It's not like these guys are going pre-med and playing D1 starting football. Right, but even if you get something in like sports management... Well, uh... I almost said D- D- Davion Smith. That's not Devontae the dude's Smith. Name. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so we're, we're back science. to being racist, right? Yeah. Exercise science. You're right. Something like that. That's what I'm well, saying. Like it doesn't have to be hard, but at least so you got something. There's two things that I want to say here. First, the backup quarter B, uh, Miller Moss, in USC graduated in the fall of 2019 after two and a half years. With a 3.7. Okay, he graduated from USC. That's not that hard to get three. With a law degree and a minor in finance. Okay, well, that is hard. I spoke too soon. (laughs) (laughs) And honors. I I I did see uh, a something about meet the student who did the exact opposite of Stetson Bennett. Yeah, I don't I I don't understand. Maybe he did graduate, and but but the Georgia as. I think we've lost Simeon. Okay, great. My camera has been being a pain in my pain in my oh. asshole. Okay, well as long as you're still there. Um but the Georgia Instagram or the Georgia football Instagram posted, hey, shout out to all the players that graduated today from our championship team and Stetson Bennett wasn't on that and you would think his name would be first. Either alphabetically or just because he's the most known name on that championship. What squad. for Bennett Stenson? Yeah. Right. Last name first, you know. First name greatest. Yeah. Mhm. Mhm. It's a flex. Oh, it's a flex for sure because clearly he was there. I'm here to play quarterback at the University of Georgia. I'm here to mess around possibly with some females, and then I'm going home and I'm moving on. So clearly that was his mindset to just have some fun at college and then move on. Now, he did start at Georgia as a walk-on, transfer to a JUCO, and then transfer back. But still, you still had to be taking college classes all that time. So I, it, it is definitely a flex. You're one year away from a PhD. Yeah. If you much. think about it. Yes. You're one year away. Which, who knows? He might have for a double major. He might have enough credits for a double major. But to keep him eligible, they somehow basically switched his major like halfway through. So he had to start all over. Or three times. I mean... The jet ends are two-thirds of your school. Right. Dude, I don't know. It's impressive. Uh, You can see me again, right? Yes, I can see you again. I can hear you again. Your lips are synced with your picture. 
again. Oh, hey, good. That's great to that's great to know. Hopefully, this will upload correctly. We'll find out. You know, if yeah. not, who knows? Okay, other exciting news in college football because we are a college football podcast. Uh, EA Sports is letting the college football players opt in to the 2024 video games. Micaiah, I did not read this article. Please teach me something. Uh, yeah, so kids can either... So compensation has not been set yet. Kids can either opt in to be to have their uh, image and likeness used in the video game. Or they can not opt in and not be used. Now, again, there there should be compensation. What I think everyone wants to know is, will they tier it so that the popular kids get paid more than the unpopular kids? Or what I and not CFP insider Roberto think they should do is it's a it's straight aboard across the line a flat fee, right? So... Let's just pick a number, $5,000. We get to use your name and image and likeness in this year's video game. We'll give you $5,000, right? So that means that the third string fullback gets $5,000. That means Caleb Williams, the face of college football, gets $5,000. Caleb Williams can come back to EA Sports and say, I'm worth more than $5,000. I'm not doing that. Okay, great. Whatever. And the fullback goes, I could use $5,000. My frat's throwing a party. I need to bring the beer. And then gets $5,000. Or EA could say, we're not paying you guys anything at all, considering all of our money is going to the schools that are tiered. Rumor has it will be tiered, so the Alabamas, the Michigans, whatever, get more than the lower schools, which is an argument for another day. We're not paying you at all, so you can either opt in and not get paid or opt out and not get paid. So I, I think uh, they should do just a flat line, pick a number. We will, if you opt in, you get this much. If you don't want that, then you opt out and we can't use your name, image, and likeness. So in a quick reading here, thank you for that. You're I welcome. appreciate that. Yep. In a quick reading here, it's the same people who are handling this as handles EA's other games including the NFLPA, Major League Soccer Players Association, uh, United States Women National Team Player Association, uh, and FIFA, the FIFA franchise. Well, it's no longer the FIFA franchise. They obviously failed up their job for that one. It's now the EA Sports FC franchise. Um, They said if influence of individual sales couldn't be figured out, included including for video game licensing, then revenue will be divided equally among athletes, including included in each licensed programs. But later in the article, it says that schools have to opt in. So it's not up to the players, but it is up to the players. I am um, very confused as far as that goes. Probably if I read more, I would know more. Um, however, Notre Dame said that they weren't going to be, but now they're in touch. Um, right, so five, it, so it's five tr- schools already have said Wisconsin, Northwestern, TCU, Fresno State, and, and Tulane have opted in for the game. Have opted in, right? So it's like like Juventus, like Juventus a few years ago opted out of uh, FIFA. So right. the teams probably have to opt in, and then the players would also have to opt in. Cor- uh, correct, right? So the, so your school has to. So what they did 
is is they replaced um, Juventus. Yeah, with or, Classico FC. Yeah, or, or, or something like that. And and when Ronaldo was on there, there was a seven, but his name wasn't Ronaldo. It was yeah, something else. Yeah, because he didn't sign it, but all of his other teammates did. Right, so it's something like that. So, these, first of all, your school has to opt in. Then your player has to opt in at that school. So this is another bargaining chip. If this is another recruiting, if Ohio State says, if Ohio State and Michigan are at battling for this five-star, battling for this five-star, yeah. and Ohio State has decided not to be in the video game, Michigan could say, well, we could get you on the cover of that video game if you come here because we're opt-in. We get money from this video game that we give back to the football team. So, um, yeah, so it's just another bargaining chip. So I think every school eventually will opt in uh to this video game for one reason or another, but yeah, I, I, it it's going the compensation whenever it comes out for how they're going to pay the school and pay the players for image and likeness is going to be very interesting because it's going to set the framework and groundwork for I think the bigger name, image, and likeness issues. I really do. I, I think that it is going to set a mini precedence of how companies can go about utilizing kids' name, image, and likeness going forward. I, I really do. Because a big company is going to do it, brand you know the whole sport wide, and then other just smaller places are going to follow it. And then I'm sure... Congress is going to get involved or the rules committee is going to get involved and come down and be like, well, EA does it this way. So we're going to regulate it very similar to the same way EA sports does it. So I'm happy that you brought up. Well, like the rules committee. Thank you, Makai, for sharing that. You're welcome. Um, the division three. Um, I have to football. I want to, Are you talking about yes. the clock? Can you not let me set up any segment myself? Yes, you, Division Three will delay the new clock rule for first downs. First of all, I didn't even know this was a thing. Um, and I'm trying to after Division Management Council. That's the word I was looking for earlier. Requested it to move. Apparently, and I didn't know this. I think this is dumb, but whatever, because it's what makes college football awesome, um, is the clock will not stop now if you get a first down after the two-minute mark in each quarter. Yes, except for at the end of the second quarter and end of the fourth quarter. Last two minutes. Mm, except in the last two minutes of either half. Yeah, ah, cor correct. Correct. Right, uh -huh. so so the clock used to stop to allow the change to reset, and that allowed right. these fast-paced teams that go super fast. That literally, as soon as the ball snaps, uh, as soon as the ball is set and the chains are set, they snap the ball again. This, yeah. And that was so these teams were doing like one minute and twenty eighty-yard drives, right? Well, now a minute is twenty is off the clock, and and if they score, you know. And if the other team's a fast-paced team, it just delays the game. This way, the game kind of keeps going and going and going. Because games well, were for creeping the last up. Two minutes. Games were creeping up close to four hours last year. 
So they want to bring that number back down to three. No, they don't want to turn into baseball. Right. Interesting. Okay. Well, then I don't hate it. Speaking of baseball, all good things from the rule changes this year. Yeah. I mean, real quick, we're going to take a baseball purist hate it, but uh, all uh, I mean, steals are up, hits are up, everything is up, including hot dogs thrown in Philadelphia. Uh, well, they might have been throwing hot dogs for the Sixers. Oh, my goodness. Talking about laying a dog on the court. Also, you were right about them firing um, Doc, Rivers. Doc Rivers. I was wrong about Daryl Morey, though. Daryl Morey seems to be leading the coaching search and sticking around. James Harden, mm-hmm. though, did opt out. I should have added that on the sports report. I forgot. James Harden did opt out of his $36 million player option. He wants a long-term deal. He can sign a four, a five-year, $210 million with Philadelphia or a four-year, $200 million deal with some other team. He yeah. really wants to go back to Houston, as you would say, because of the strip clubs that he li- that he loves so much. He finds a way to keep it off Instagram Live, though. He needs to teach John Morant how to do that. I, 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 think, yeah. I think if you're Philadelphia, you, you're just like, Okay. I think bye. he also has. I think he also has part ownership in Houston FC or SC, whatever they Maybe. are, the football team down there. So he's invested in the community. So anyway, we're a college football podcast. Um, so we're going to talk some more college football. ESPN. I don't even know who this is. Mark Schlabach. Schlabach. Yeah, he's yeah. a big uh, college football writer. He's almost like their senior a senior writer for ESPN. Yep. Released his top 25 power rankings, spring edition. This is after most, if not all, spring games have concluded. Okay. Um, and I figured we're actually going to work from number one down here oh, a little bit. We're starting with the... Because, you know, there best. aren't... You know, here's the good news about this list, is you're going to have fun no matter which way you go. Okay. All right. Well, let's do it. I'm with you. All right. Um, number one, Georgia Bulldogs. Return, six, six offensive returning starters, seven defense returning starters, one special teams returning starters. Uh, they just landed the number one recruit, the number one quarterback in 2024. Yeah, Dylan Riola. Yep. Which means, you know, they're returning a lot of people. What do you think? Uh, well, the biggest return is Brock Bowers. Brock Bowers is probably going to be a Heisman candidate. If you see me looking at my phone, it's because I'm looking at the article on my phone. Um, they're going to have to replace a quarterback. Dylan Riola, I, I think, is part of the 25 class, so he won't be there. But they have a 24, bunch of, yeah. They, they, he, they're going to have a bunch of four stars. Carson Beck yeah. uh, and Brock Vandegriff. Yeah, so, so, so they got... They got enough talent-wise, at least out of high school, right? Whatever you put in the rating systems to be fine. And Kirby Smart is hallmark defense. His defense is going to be big, fast, and tough because that's where all the defensive players going. If you want to get drafted by the Philadelphia Eagles, <laughs> you go to Georgia, <laughs> to Georgia for defense. The Philadelphia Bulldogs more like it. Oh, my gosh. Moving to number two, Michigan Wolverines. He had them. Mark had them previously ranked third. I would assume that would have been like a fall update of some kind. Six returning on offense, seven returning on defense. And if I haven't said it on the podcast, which I'm sure I have, just saying it here, 
J.J. McCarthy to finish top three in MVP in Heisman voting this season. Um, Zero returning for special teams, that's big. Because let's well, review... But both got drafted. No, no, 100%. 100%. But let's just remember how many games Jake Moody last year won. He basically won them the Michigan State game. He won them the yep. Illinois game. Yep. And he won them one other game where all they kick were where they mostly just kicked field goals, right? Yeah. So Michigan's going to have to find a way to score. They're going to have to open this offense up a little bit because I felt like they became they became a little stagnant. You have a junior quarterback in JJ McCarthy, right? And I feel like in that semifinal game against TCU, they got down early because of turnovers. And then they started throwing the ball, and they're like, oh, we can throw the football. Roman Wilson, Cornelius Johnson, Darius Clemens, these are all now upperclassmen. You have two tight ends, one in Colston Loveland. You got the weapons. Great. True you freshman. have a junior quarterback who's now, who played his freshman season on and off, who played a full year as a sophomore. He is now a junior. It is time to take the tr- training wheels off. It is t- time to stop holding the baby's hand. This team goes as far as J.J. McCarthy goes. Not to mention behind a pretty good offensive line and two running backs that might finish top five each in the country in rushing. And don't forget about the... It looks like they picked up, they picked up uh, a linebacker from, from yeah, Nebraska, yeah, and of they, course the pass rusher from their Coastal. defense, their offensive line. They did very well but in the transfer portal. Yeah, that's more secondary. But for them. They, they, this season, whether Michigan does return to glory or not, rides on the right arm of JJ McCarthy and the skill positions at tight end and wide receiver. Hundo P number three, and this is going to. Shock most people, but I don't hate it. Previously ranked at number four is the Florida State Seminoles. Yeah. Now, granted, this is a dude's power ranking, but I don't hate it. They were 10-3 and three last, last season overall. Those three losses all being conference losses in the ACC. I don't know who they were. I don't really care right now. Eight returning offense, two returning defense. I'm sorry. Eight returning offense, eight returning defense, two returning special teams. Plus, they added... Um, they added a lot. They, they they were they were the main beneficiary in the transfer portal. And if Mike Norvell can put pieces together, Micaiah, what are you seeing? I don't know. So you know how we were talking off podcast about um, staying at a place a little bit yeah. and learning how to yeah. play the game. Yeah. What these college coaches or college programs will do is they will. Things don't work out right away, and so they'll mm-hmm. just move on, and then things don't work out right away, and they'll just move on, and they're just hoping to catch lightning in the bottle. Florida State stayed with Mike Norvell, and now they're about to catch lightning in the bottle. Jordan Travis is about to be a legitimate Heisman Trophy candidate. He is a fifth-year senior. He's coming back. Florida State has reloaded nicely. You recruit very well in the state of Florida. He's done a great job there, and they also got their star pass rusher, Jared Verse, decided to come back for another year. So this is Florida State's year to do it. Like you said, eight on offense, eight on defense. That means you're replacing three guys who've probably been on your roster for three years, so they know what's up. 
So, yeah, no, I don't hate it. I think Florida State makes a huge run at the college football playoff. Yeah, I don't I don't hate that at all. I really don't. Um, I think they're a sleeper. I, we didn't cover the ACC yet. We were kind of doing that a little bit here and there. Yeah. But I think they're a big sleeper in the ACC this year that people are going to be like, uh, they're going to have high expectations for the season. And then... I think they, yeah, it's going to be scary over there. Um, number four, previously ranked at number seven. I don't know why. USC Trojans. This is going to same old, same old. So their downfall last year was defense. They have eight returning defense, including uh, Grinch, their defensive coordinator, which I'm not sold on him yet. But, it, I mean, if you have Caleb Williams, you're going to be in every single game. They do have to replace some wide receivers, most notably Jordan Addison. They did get some nice transfers in uh, from Texas A&M. Uh, they did get a big nose tackle, Bear Alexander. He's a bear uh, from Georgia. So to help bolster that defense, offense is always going to be good. Lincoln Riley, Caleb Williams, they're going to get you 35 points a game. Can your defense just keep teams at – 17, 18, 21 points a game, so your offense doesn't always have to feel like it has to outscore kids. That's fair. That's very fair. Number five is Ohio State. Um, Kyle McCord. And they still have, and he's not listed here. How can you not list probably the one of the best wide receivers prospects? Yeah, I... <sighs> Like, we're talking Randy Moss level. This yeah. dude dominated no, every game yeah, he played yeah. in. Marvin Harrison Jr. is probably Thank the best you. wide receiver prospect since Calvin Johnson. And he has the opportunity to be better than his Hall of Fame father. Better than Calvin Johnson, who's also a Hall of Famer. He is His body control and spatial awareness is very... Elite. Very elite. He's going to burn every single corner he faces this year. The problem is, and red lights are flashing, sirens are going off at Ohio State. They are they Dylan Riola, who decommitted from Ohio State and recommitted to Georgia, right? Yeah. They lost a five-star wide receiver. They lost a few four-star wide receivers. Michigan's, it's being reported, Michigan's about to flip a four-star wide receiver from Ohio State to them. The gravy train of great quarterbacks, for whatever reason, these prospects think has dried up. And so Kyle McCord, he's a junior. There's also Devin Brown. He's in there as well. Ryan Day is not calling plays anymore. It's first time... Offensive coordinator Brian Hartline, who just got arrested for DUI. So there, Ohio's there's some potential problems of brewing in Columbus. So, sorry, I'm laughing. There are, first of all, quarterback room completely white. So that we should be scared after having, you know, sure. I don't know. I was trying to joke there and didn't land. Um, I so on the article here on ESPN it has latest news and there are two articles from two years ago, um and they're Buckeyes QB Stroud to start on track to start versus Akron, 
when he was backing up. Yeah. That's crazy to me. Oh, sure. I don't and, know. I just I find that and, 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 like and, and, and maybe Kyle McCord or Devin Brown, maybe they'll just be awesome, right? Maybe they'll come in and Ryan Day is the quarterback whisperer and everything's gonna be fine. But they went from RJ Barrett, I think not RJ Barrett, JT Barrett to Dwayne Haskins, and that's when Ryan Day took over. Yeah. One year. And then they got Justin Fields. And Justin Fields was a the top recruit transfer from Georgia. Then they went right into C.J. Stroud. And now for the first time in, ha- uh, you know, eight years, eight years, uh, less than uh, six years, there's some uncertainty at the quarterback position. And, that, and that's all, a, that's you all be the Sharks ro- need. They just yeah, got to smell blood in the water. Watch you be completely wrong and then just dominate the Big Ten this year. Wouldn't surprise uh, me, though. Wouldn't surprise me. LSU Tigers, go Tigers, at number seven. We're skipping Alabama, yeah. Oh, well, I mean, I want to skip Alabama. Okay, well, Alabama I, at number this six. Is all, this is all I say. This could be the start of Alabama's downfall. There's no elite anything anywhere on this team, maybe except for Kool-Aid and McKinstry at quarterback. Jalen Milrow, Ty Simpson, oh yeah, and then they brought in the Notre Dame, uh, Tyler Buchner from Notre Dame, the quarterback. Yeah. It, their, their defense is going to be good. Is their offense going to be able to produce? They do not have elite skill on the outside anymore, and they don't have an elite quarterback, at least as of this moment, that I can see that will up, raise the level of their talent on the outside. So could be the down start of the downfall, could be a down year, could win the national title, could go either way. LSU Tigers. Way. LSU Tigers. I don't know. Jaden Daniels, second season. Well that that's just I, it right I, there. I, I think they're I think they're ready to I mean again going back to what we were talking about off air, but I don't know. I think they're ready to just totally be mundane. Sure. And, and 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 they could be, but I I don't. Brian Kelly likes to run the football too much. Brian Kelly wants to hand the ball off thirty plus. He, he's very Harbaugh like. He would he wants to get up behind a big offensive line, give the ball to his running back thirty plus time or a committee of them, and just pound you into submission. And Jaden Jaden Daniels, who was a transfer from. Arizona State two years ago played very well. They won the West Division. It's theirs to win. I, They could win the SEC, honestly. They really could. Those are two very different takes, for my opinion. I would call them. Eight I think returning in- offense, two on defense, both special I don't remember. Teams. You know, it'd be great if I had a good memory and remembered when we talked about the SEC a couple months ago, what, month and a half ago, what it, what I said about them. They're either going to be a mid of the table or they're going to run over. But that's what we said about four of the SEC. What are they in the East? Four of the SEC yeah. East teams. Yeah, like it's we just don't know. We don't. We're not going to know till week five, and by then we're going to know probably. Number eight, Penn State Nittany Lions dropping back. The only good news for the Nittany Lions is that old man. I don't even remember his name. Sean Clifford. Sean Clifford is finally out in the number two pocket passer in 2022. Drew Aller, Aller is in. He looked good for the few snaps he got last year. 
Yeah, you're you're kind of skipping over it. Penn State's trying to hang their hat on finally having a running game for the first time in like seven years between between K. Tron Allen and Nicholas Singleton. Um, so they're, Penn they're State choos- has a good running back. Tell me what else is new. <laughs> they haven't had a running game though. They it it's not their running back room. It's their offensive line, right? Their offensive line against stellar pass rushers cannot protect the quarterback. So what makes you think they're going to protect Drew Aller, right? Yeah. He's even in competition with someone else who I don't know his name. It doesn't really matter. Uh, Their hallmark is going to be defense. Their calling card is going to be defense, just like last year. Year two behind Manny Diaz. They are returning six defense, so they got a little bit to do. James Franklin's gonna mess up mess up either the Ohio State game or the Michigan game or both, and they're gonna be exactly where they are, where they finished last year, which is behind both those clubs. Is it Bo Pre Bula? Yeah, 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 yeah. Hell, he's from yeah, York. That that sounds right. Okay, he's great. From York, PA. He's a local dude. All right, cool. Um, Clemson Tagus at 15. Well, they were 15. They're now 9. Micaiah, they're they're in a different league than Florida State, right? They're in different conference. Not conference. Division? Uh, division? No, I think they're in the same. It's going to be close. Yeah. Yeah. But also, and- it's, they're kind of guaranteed to like be at one of the top, if not the top team. It's going to be Cade Klubnik. At quarterback. The problem, yeah, the problem last year with with Clemson was the fact that DJ Uyunglele was not great. That defense was really good. Skill positions are good enough and elite enough to win. Cade's going to... Clemson, when they're elite, their quarterback runs the football... Eight to fifteen times a game. DJ just didn't do that. Cade in the games he came in in the ACC championship game. I think they played in the ACC championship game and in their bowl game. There you go. Came in, ran the ball, and was good. Offense moved, but unfortunately, Clemson's offensive lines are never good enough to have a running back. Shove it down your throat thirty times and rely on that to get you one hundred and fifty to two hundred yards. Just yeah, never good Etienne enough. Was the, you was have, the last one. You have to substitute that with the quarterback. Yeah. Number ten, Texas Longhorns. Yeah, I love, I love this. Um, uh, in the final, quarterback Quinn Ewers has cleaned up his act and left no doubt who's going to start under center this season. He added muscle, cut his mullet, and is making better decisions on the field. Dude, until he got injured, Texas was winning the SEC. (laughs) We we forgot about this. And they weren't even there yet. Yeah. Oh, yes. Sorry, I completely forgot. You're 100%. So it's funny that he writes this, right? Slayball writes this. Because I read another article that said, Coach is super impressed with Arch Manning. Quinn Ewers should look at transferring. Well, yeah, I don't. So I, I think 
I think Arch has to sit a year, and then he has to decide what he wants to do with a Manning. So he's got plenty of receivers, Xavier Worthy, Jordan Winnington, uh, Adoni Mitchell, who's a, tra- a speedster from Georgia, and tight end Jay T- Jatavion. Jatavion. Jatavion, thank you. Sanders. He has plenty of options. Whoever starts a quarterback has plenty of options. Texas just was Texas was good enough to w- walk away with the Big 12. They just were bonehead after bonehead mistakes last year. Bijan gave away the Texas Tech game. Ewers gave away another game. Ewers was hurt. So they lost some games. games. One of these times, Texas is going to put two and two together and make four. And then it's going to be good eating at the barbecue. Deep in the heart of Texas. Of Texas. They put Tennessee here at 11. Oh, thank Are you for moving to... on because I set that up perfectly just to leave that how it was and just move on. Thank you for that. Well, yeah, I mean, I've been doing that this whole time. So, Tennessee. Tennessee. <laughs> what to do with Tennessee? So, if, if you haven't figured out this whole thing by now, we are 11 picks in. Simeon. Yeah. What has been the constant stream of all 11? whether the team's going to be elite or not. How their quarterback looks. Bingo. Except for two teams, which is Florida State, can you not be Florida, right? And USC, which is defense. And those are the only two teams that people feel like their quarterbacks are elite. Michigan, quarterback mm, could turn the ball over still. Say this is the exact same with Tennessee. Joe Milton, former Michigan quarterback, elite arm strength and talent, can throw the ball hundred yards, and I'm not even getting you. He could probably line throw up the ball on the goal line and throw the ball quarter mile. Yeah, it, it's and it's going to be that this offense, whether whether Joe Milton is elite or not, this offense is scoring 28 points a game. Their defense again was just awful, like that South Carolina game. Missing tackles, everything. I mean, even before Hendon Hooker got hurt, they had put up like 28 points by that point. Tennessee did, and they were losing by three touchdowns. So, come on. Like, get your defense together. Josh Heupel knows how to score points. Get your defense together, but it's going to ride on Joe Milton. Tennessee's looking good, and they're heading in the right way. That's uh, I think they're going to I think they're going to hit a slump. I, there's a reason Milton isn't at... Michigan anymore, but let's see. Maybe, maybe, the, maybe Rocky Rocky Top is less pressure than Big Blue, and it's what he needs. Uh, number twelve Huskies, the team that Simeon forgot was good last year. <laughs> yes, eleven and two, as you can see there, eleven and two yeah. last year. Uh, returning seven offense, seven defense. So th- this is a team that isn't quarterback dependent. Yeah. Honestly, I felt like Washington at the end of the year, you look at the resume and you're like, yeah, they're one of the best teams. They just lost a couple of heartbreak games. Heartbreak city. Michael Penix Jr. is a lefty. And he... They averaged 39.7 points a game in 2022. What more do you want? I believe both of their losses were by single digits. So I'm sure they were. As we can tell, you're asking the wrong person. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
quarterback's not the issue. It's going to be like most Pac-12 teams, whether the ball bounces their way in critical situations. That's going to be it. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't. Oh, sorry. Um, It was not. uh... (laughs) And they have to look out for USC. Maybe Colorado, maybe not. I don't know. Depends if he packs his Louie or not. Uh, number 13, the Fighting Irish. Micaiah, if if Marcus Friedman can get this team in the top eight, is it a win for Notre Dame? Oh, for sure. You lost your starting quarterback. You lost your offensive quarterback. Your defense was really good. Your defense is going to be really good for Mark Freeman. That's a great point. Notre Dame needs to finish the this uh, what they finished they finished last year um, nine and four nine and four they go ten and three eleven and two oh that's excellent that is excellent they may they are on the verge of a New Year's six type game or around a New Year's Day bowl game because they're one of the brands hundred percent you you nailed that hundred percent Sam Hartman's coming in from Wake Forest quarterback shouldn't be a question mark there. They're going to run the ball behind a big offensive line. They're going to play great defense. Sam Hartman turned the ball over or not. I don't know. That's it. It's one of those teams where you have to at least hit your floor, which isn't that high, and then the sky's the limit, really, I feel like, this year. Number 14, the Utah Utes. (laughs) We already kind of went over them a little bit. Cameron Rising coming back. They saw their redshirt freshman, Brandon Rose, get a lot of work. Dude, I don't think we need to say it. Watch out for the Utes. I think they're a little uh, underrated here. I think they should be rated higher, especially because, and number 15, I'm not even going to let you talk about it. Guys, go back and watch our episode if you really care that much when we talk about the Pac-12. Number 15, Oregon Ducks. Sorry, let me, before we say that, me and Makai both think that the Utah Utes are going to do really good this season. It's very possible that they're going to win the Pac-12 easily and they're kind they're they're one of those teams that nobody talks about and they're kind of scary that nobody talks about them and someone should be talking about and they're going to lose two games early and you're going to forget about them completely and then at the end of the year you're going to look up and be like how's this team in the pac-12 championship game they have two losses and i didn't even know they existed where are they from they're from utah what absolutely yeah uh 15 oregon ducks too high for the ducks yeah and three uh Seven and twelve in the Pac twelve, seven and two in the Pac twelve. I don't like Oregon. You like them a little bit more. I don't know. They're very inconsistent. When they're running the football, they're great. Bo Nix has kind of found his resurgent team, uh, transferring from Auburn. He came back. He's a sixth year senior, I think, this year, maybe only a fifth year. He's coming back. They had to replace offensive coordinator, but they replaced him with uh UTSA. Offensive coordinator, Will Stein, who led one of the most prolific offenses down there uh, in San Antonio. He's going to have new targets. One from Alabama, one from Troy. Uh, You're going to have to do the thing that works. Last year, Oregon just got in their head a little bit too much, especially in the Oregon State game. They went for it. They didn't need to. They just needed to play their brand of football. And play smart football. Don't try to outthink the statistics and the and 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 go for it on fourth down and just in your own territory. Punt the football, play defense, let the game take care of itself. If 
If you take care of the game, the game will take care of you. Number 16 dropped to TCU from number 12. Obviously, Makai, you're not high on them. I understand that. I think I think 16's a little bit low, even for where they're at. I, I think they're like a 13. I, 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 I think you're looking at 8 and 5, 8 and 4, 7 and 5. Yeah, that's what TCU is. You've lost so much. You lost your starting quarterback who won an award, starting receiver who won an award, starting running back who won an award, secondary won an award. Like, TCU's never had this much success ever. And now, and that was under a first, a, a first coach, the, the coach who had been coaching before, but under the first-year coach. Now it's second season. And I'm not saying that TCU's not as good as they were last year. I'm just saying it's going to be natural for them to take a step back, but don't act like the world is falling. Everything's going to be okay. And it's going to be week one, and they're going to Colorado's going to walk into their place, and they're going to beat them. But that's okay, because sometimes you have to die in order to pump fake schools up in order for them to just absolutely get annihilated by USC two weeks so, later. Micaiah was <laughs> is is still salty about Michigan losing. Um no, seventeen I, I that was a shot at Colorado and you completely oh, missed it. I did. I'm saying I Colorado's was gonna Oregon walk in State. there, beat them, and sometimes you have to be the martyr to kill Colorado for Deion Sanders yeah. to learn his what lesson against USC. The, uh, the the fort the unfortunate fool I forget what they call it the it's the person who basically has to lose so everybody else can survive yeah 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 it's the Batman the, it's a, character it's a, yeah it's it's a term it's a term in economics uh, bro I don't um, I don't speak yeah, I don't know. okay uh, I'm sorry uh one of my favorite things about Oregon State here ten and three last year yeah is basically uh can they figure out their I mean, they only have five returning defensive guys, and they don't know who they're starting at quarterback. Yeah, and they were 105th in passing last year, and DJ really struggled. But they run the ball, but the thing they do do well, (laughs) I said do-do, is run the ball very, very well. And so I think, again, at Clemson, the quarterback needs to run, so DJ didn't want to do that. Couldn't do that. Not his style. In a system where it's the running backs who are in charge of running the football, I think he will do very well because he is more of a refined passer. Um, Oregon State's a sleeper for me in the Pac-12. I think they could very easily win it, if not make the championship game. Oh, sorry. Number 18, Kansas State. I'm noticing there's another team from Kansas that's not on this list yet. Mm, well, they might have a little bit of growing up to do. Will Howard is back. He took over halfway through the season last year. Seven returning offense, five returning defense. They did lose Deuce Vaughn to the Cowboys. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, Lots of good transfers in, like, every single school. Kansas is – they gave their head coach, Chris Kleiman, an extension – they're just going to have to... 
I don't know what to make of this team yet. I don't know whether they're going to be good, whether they're going to be good and elite, whether they're going to be elite, or whether they're just going to be okay. So we're going to have to see. But Will Howard definitely gives them a better chance because he throws the football better. Sure. Tulane Green Wave, number 19. That's the team that came out of the American. Um, Oh, they upset USC in the Goodyear Cotton Bowl. I forgot about that. Returned six on offense, returning six on defense, returning their quarterback, Michael Pratt, who was okay, not great. They have to replace uh, Tajay Spears, wide receivers Deuce Wyatt and Shane uh, Deuce Watts and Shane Wyatt. But the American is very wide open because of all the teams that left for the Big Twelve this year. Houston, Cincinnati, UCF. It's kind of wide open it, right now. It it it, it is. Good for Tulane. Good for the moves. Yep. I don't know too much about them. Also, it's New Orleans. It's Louisiana. They can just go out to the bayou and find two guys who run 4-3, and they'll be fine. Probably. Number 20, the Texas Tech Red Raiders. What are they doing on this list? 8-5, and 5-4 five, five and four in the Big 12. So even, he even says here, I'm taking a flyer on the Red Raiders who won their last four games in 2022, including a 42-25 victory against Old Miss in the Tax Act. Texas Bowl. The loss of defensive end, who was the number seven pick in the draft, Tyrese Wilson, is going to sting. Eight ste- but eight seniors might be starting on Tim DeRuyer's defense. Yep. I love it. Thanks. Miles Cole was working at Wilson, whatever, whatever, whatever. Don't care about that. Quarterback Tyler So. And Brendan Morton were locked into pretty good battle for the starting job, although it's probably still going to be Slow's job, who had other starting experience elsewhere. Can't remember where to lose. So I think this is a good combination of what he's saying. And when I read this, of team got hot at the end of last year. They're returning, they're returning a good couple pieces, both on defense and offense. So it shouldn't surprise everyone because of everyone they're returning if they do pretty well. But it's also, it wouldn't surprise anyone because they're the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't know. I, I honestly don't. Yeah, I, okay. I, I, I don't see um, it because Texas Tech is never going to be an elite program to me. They had their shot with Mike Leach and uh, Crabtree, and, and they didn't get it done. Yeah. I mean, maybe now that the Big 12 is a little bit different. You know, that's all I have to say. Big 12's even harder now, but go ahead. Number 21, North Carolina Tar Heels. I don't... You're returning a bunch of people. That's about it. Well, and to me... And Drake May, their quarterback's probably going number two behind Caleb Williams in next year's NFL draft. Yeah. yeah. To me, Mac Brown needs to re-retire and stay there, and they need to bring in someone else. I don't... Good job, Mac Brown, for turning around a, fr- a, a, a a school, a school that wasn't at all a football school, and he got him in a power ranking. But at the same exact time, it's clearly not working. He's not going to be the guy who gets you over the hump. It, 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 North Carolina is a lot like Waste Force over the last couple of years. They'll score a lot of points, but their defense, boy, does it suck. 
And 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 this is the year to be good at defense because you're returning eight people. You're only replacing three dudes. Only three dudes. Get out of here. I, so I, I guess. Yeah, number twenty-two, Ole Miss again. Um, it, it's nice that he puts UTSA on this list, in my opinion. We'll get to them in a second. I understand why he put Ole Miss here. He's doing. He's putting Ole Miss here for the same reason he put North Carolina and Texas Tech here, because they seem to have got it together the latter the latter half of the year, and so he's hoping they do something. They have yet to impress me with anything that Ole Miss has done. So their their offense is great. However, Pete Golding, they brought in yeah. former Alabama defensive coordinator Pete Golding, who will try to improve a unit that allowed thirty five points yeah. a game. Yeah, quarterback Jackson Dart probably remains the starters heading into summer after battle with transfers both from Spencer Sandler's Oklahoma State, who's a great running threat, wouldn't surprise me, Walker Howard from LSU, linebackers Monte Montgomery from Louisville, quarterback Zamari Walton from Georgia Tech. Man, Georgia Tech has a transfer on every team. And John Sanders Ju- Saunders Jr. from Miami of Ohio are key additions to defense. Their defense is going, with Pete Golding, who comes from Alabama, their defense is going to be better. It's going to be probably closer to 24 points a game. Yeah. Mm -mm. It's going to, Old Miss could either go 11-2 and or 8-5 and again. Just a couple bounces of their football. It's a very Lane Kiffin thing to do. It's a very Lane Kiffin thing to do. It's, It's all or nothing. Lane Kiffin has always been all or nothing. They got a good running game. They got a great running game and a good solid quarterback. They're going to put up points. Just can your defense keep them to less than 30 would be great. Yeah. Well, you're not wrong, especially in the SEC. Yeah. I read the I read UTSA here. Okay. At 23. So you tell me. So they kept their coach, which was a big thing. You and I both said there's no way he's not moving on this season. He sure. wins he wins Conference USA again. I didn't know they kept their quarterback for a seventh season. Woo! Thanks, wonder COVID. Wonder if he'll graduate. Wonder if he'll graduate. Yeah, there it is. He threw for 4,000 yards and 32 touchdowns. Now, they left. They lost their um, offensive coordinator to Oregon. Yep. But the assistant head coach, co-offensive coordinator, Justin Burke. So someone who's been, or Berkey probably, has been in the program. So the question is, um, did they reload enough for other people leaving? Well, And, and do they have someone behind Frank who can carry them back? I mean, it's Conference USA. It's not the hardest conference in the world. But also, if you want to keep building the program like you are, I mean, you're in the Texas Triangle. There's no way that they can't Zachary do something. Zachary Franklin, their leading wide receiver from last year, caught 93 passes, 1,100 yards, 15 tutties. Announced. It, it, tell his... me they run the air raid without telling me yeah, they run we, the air yeah, raid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Un- unexpectedly entered the transpor- transfer portal Friday. So don't know what that's about. First year in the AAC, you're going to put up offensive numbers that with a loud crowd down there in the... I think they play in the Alamo Dome. Not sure, though. The uh, Yeah. 
UTSA Roadrunners. Listen, Conference USA is not as good as the AAC. It's half decent. No. They could win the AAC first year. Especially with uh, Cincy I'm... not being there, Houston not being there. You walk in, and who are you looking at? Tulane? Wait, did they move the American? Yeah. Oh. After winning two straight Conference USA titles, the the Roadrunners were able to keep uh, Jeff Taylor, uh, blah, 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 uh, whose big wins at the program helped prepare for its first season play in the AAC. Huh. Yeah. I completely forgot about that. You're reading a different list than I am. That's cool. I'm reading the one that you sent in. It's the ESPN uh, one. Yeah, I don't. Uh, uh, oh, it's literally right there. Okay, never mind. I'm blind. Okay, yes, great. I don't know what happened to the. I'm not even going to Franklin, the wide receiver. I just yeah. realized, yeah, he's. That's a big time get, though, for whoever ends up with him. It, it says uh, Colorado, FSU, and I've seen Ole Miss as well. It could be. It could be anybody. He okay. has his pick of the litter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who Kentucky has... at 24. Yeah, don't understand this at all. Okay, like, Kentucky wants to be a blue, uh, a good, blue sturdy program. Their best yeah. is eight and five, nine and four at best. They don't got Will Levis, who I thought was overrated anyway. I, I don't even know. Um, Devin oh, Leary. Devin Leary coming in for North. So, so yeah, they got a dude who could sling the rock, who was supposed to be awesome last year and then wasn't. After a great 21 campaign. Their offense was atrocious. They were 112th in scoring. 116th in total offense. They can't be any worse you would think. New offensive coordinator. Liam Cohen. If they get good offense. They're 9-3. and three. If they don't. They're 7-6. and six. That's it. I actually think that the next team, Team 25, is actually the better team and actually could win uh, the I Big agree. Ten I West. didn't know C.J. Williams transferred. <clears throat> Did you know C.J. Williams transferred? Uh, who do you think C.J. Williams is? From USC, C.J. Williams? Who, who, who do you think? The wide receiver? Didn't he transfer with... Um... No. He did not. Whoever you think who he did... is, he is not. They literally say four transfer receivers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see. We're also brought in to help. Yeah, yeah. I see that. So So anyway, they fired. What happened with Wisconsin was Wisconsin's always been this Michigan-like program. Well, what Michigan is now, where you're going to run the ball and play really good defense, and they've been a step above Iowa, which is run the ball, play really good, really, really good defense, and great special teams but with a terrible quarterback and a step below Michigan, who's both of that with a good quarterback, right? So they have a half decent quarterback is what I'm getting at. Well, that doesn't work anymore in 2023 college football. You have to be able to have a good quarterback. They're returning eight offense, seven defense, one special team. Luke Fickle is going to come in there and immediately just keep that defense exactly what it was, which is elite and really good. Now, you bring in Phil Longo from North Carolina, who made Drake May into an outstanding quarterback. And you bring in an air raid attack quarterback in Tanner Mordecai from SMU, who played under the current head coach of the TCU Horned Frogs. So there's a lot of success in the air raid floating around here. 
at Camp Randall. I have no idea who I think CJ Williams you get, is. I don't yeah, know. I don't I don't know either. You bring in four transfers, as you say. One from Cincinnati, two from Cincinnati, followed Luke Fickle from Cincinnati, CJ Williams, USC, and Oklahoma State Bryson Green. The, so and and a balanced rushing attack from Braylon Allen and Chez Musali. Gesundheit. Thank you. Combined for seventeen hundred rushing yards. So you're basically just upgrading the offense, and the defense is fine if not going to get better. Wisconsin might win the whole thing, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, that's basically what I was about to say. Yeah. You're upgrading now. Here's the thing. Michigan tried to do this in 2008, 9, when they brought in Rich Rodriguez. Yeah. Yeah. Great defense. You're just going to upgrade the offense because you can't keep up with Ohio State and the spread offense that is breaking out over college football. Again, take yourself back a decade, almost and a half now. It did not work, right? Yeah. For whatever reason, it didn't work. Now, back there, it was a little bit different because you didn't have the transfer portal. I think if if it ha- if it were today, yeah. it would yeah. go much different because you could get the players and have them play immediately. So, so you're having a clash of historic kind of how you build a program. But Luke Fickle's a really good coach. Phil Longo's a great offensive coordinator. This defense is going to be top 10. The offense is going to be top 15, probably. They might lose two early games, and then they might just blow the doors off of everybody else. And I mean, that dude, includes we know, whoever comes out of the East. We We know who's coming out of the West. This is... Oh, it's a, it's is, Wisconsin. 100%. This is almost a done deal. There's no one who can compete with them right now. Again. I, I This was the one spring game that I watched a little bit of, and I'm like, this is a totally different team. It's just a totally different it, attitude it, it, that they it, have. It's amazing. The, the, only, the only way they're going to lose is if they is if they forget their identity of defense, right? When you upgrade to air raid system, forget their ide- if you upgrade to air raid system, your defense kind of, for whatever reason, forgets mm-hmm. how to defense. defense. Yeah. And I don't understand why it happens to every air raid team. If, if you pair Wisconsin's 12-point-a-game defense with an air raid scheme that scores 35 points a game, Ohio State is now sweating. Iowa's going to get the brakes blown off them. Northwestern's not even competitive with themselves, let alone with an actual offense in Wisconsin. Same thing for Purdue. (sighs) Wisconsin might be the West champion, might be the Big Ten champion, and might go from worst, not worst because they were 75, from worst to first. Yeah. Maybe, again, and be a college football playoff. It's possible. It's possible. That's the wrong button. That is the wrong button, ladies and gentlemen. And, but this is the right outro. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, I say it twice in a row because it's too late for us. We're getting out of here. This is the 4th and 1 podcast. We'll see you again when we see you guys. Wash your hands, you felt the animals. <laughs>